Welcome to the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network, a weekly broadcast sponsored by CBC Coaching, hosted each week by industry speaker, coach, author, and educator, Jerry Eisenhower. Our presentations are produced to assist business owners and managers in turning their business dreams into their business realities. And now, here's your host, Jerry Eisenhower. Hey there, I want to welcome you once again to the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network. We produce this show every week, and our whole mission in doing that is to share wisdom with you, our listeners. We do this, our primary focus is the chimney, the fireplace, the hearth, the venting industry, but we have a lot of people from other places that tune in. Now, one of the things about this show is, and in my career as a coach, is I've been able to meet, network, and work with and get to know some phenomenal people, people that you go to conferences and are in high demand as speakers. Now, I've got a special guest this week, and I've kind of asked him that we're going to deal with specific areas that I know he has expertise in. I'm going to ask, ask, ask him questions about challenges he faced in his life because of a unique situation that he was raised in. And my guest today is none other than Tom Ziegler. And this is the son of a man who probably motivated and inspired more people in this world than any individual. And as I say that, you have to understand, I have studied under John Maxwell, I've studied under Larry Winget, I've studied under Randy Pennington, and the list goes on. But the one thing you always see is the one man that every successful coach, everybody quotes, will always be the immortal Zig Ziglar. So on with me today, I have my wife, Cheryl, who is going to be co-hosting, and I want to tell you why. A couple years ago, I saw there were specific needs in coaching, and I felt that Cheryl had the skills and had the background, and that was coaching with people that had partners in business. The other thing was, which is developed into Cheryl's specific expertise, is how do you look after aging parents? She's even wrote a book on it. I'm glad I did, and she's working on another book now. So Cheryl, I'm going to start with you. You know Tom much better than I do. You've studied with Tom, and the neat thing about Tom Ziegler is, even though he's a really busy guy, I know that you can break bread with Tom. I know you can call him on the phone. I know he will answer you. And be honest with you, Tom, when you're out there, John Maxwell's not going to have that kind of reaction with me, that kind of inner, you know, in kind of uh, relationship. So, Cheryl, tell me why Tom Ziegler is such a, such a special person and the value he brings to you and will bring to other people. Well, for me, Tom was one of the first people, I think, that I had met that showed me who and what I could be. I, we always strive for that. And Tom and his, the other people at Ziggler, they have all been there for you. If there's ever any place in the world you want to go and feel loved and comfortable and around people that really care, that will be to the Ziggler International. Those are the people that can touch your heart. Tom has always been there. He's helped me through a lot of things. He actually got me over a lot of my fears of standing in front of a crowd. It's amazing you get to this age and you 
didn't realize you were going to meet somebody that was going to be so important to you at this age and time. But I am so glad that I went and took the class to begin with and became legacy trained and then turned around and did coaching training under him. Again, Tom, I want to thank you and I want to tell everybody listening to this podcast, if you ever need anybody or any place or any training that will take you to a level of learning, Tom's it. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Tom. So Tom, I hope you're out there with us. You know, we started talking. So first thing is, Tom, my friend, are you out there with us today? I am. I'm right here, and I'm. I'm kind of blown away because, uh, you know, having having Cheryl come through and just seeing, uh, to me, the type of confident uh, professional and the amount of care that she has in her heart for people who are going through challenges. Uh, when she's when she gives a compliment like that, that's that's high praise. Uh, you know, I, I know you said a few things about being a little uncomfortable in front of the room while you came through, Cheryl, but you never looked uncomfortable to me. And so I thought you were just leading us on. So uh, you are a delight. And we've had many opportunities to to uh, sit together, not only when you were here, but also in other places. And uh I'm just, I'm glad I got invited on this, Jerry. And uh, I will tell you, Jerry, if, if my father were here right now, he would say that uh, you, you've overmarried and he would be proud of you for that. Well, you know something, Tom, that's one of the things is when you talk about the challenges that Cheryl's facing, and I'm thinking, okay, just how many challenges have I presented to her? Because let's face it, I have presented a few in life. We're all human. We all have failings. So, but anyway. I will stand on that, yes. Yeah. There you go. You don't have to agree with everything, sweetie. Now, Tom, here's my first question to you. And a lot of people have to, you know, they're in a situation and they have a father, they have a mother, they have a brother, they have someone that's famous, they have a celebrity or whatever. And you were raised and your father, like I said, was a tremendous, tremendous motivator. And one of the things I learned about your father as I got into this was how many speeches your father did before he got paid for the first one. And I'm also, you know, watching the documentary about Zig and seeing all the people he influenced. And, you know, so that's my question to you, Tom. You grew up in a household, in a family, uh, kind of in a fishbowl maybe, but, but you're also, you're not Zig Ziglar. And you don't want to be Tom uh, Zig Ziglar, from my understanding. You're going to be the best Tom Ziglar. So you could you kind of share what it's like to be raised in that environment, Tom? Absolutely. So first off, uh, I think I might be the most blessed human being on the planet. Uh, as good as Dad was on stage, he was even better off stage. I mean, he lived out every principle that he taught. And a huge part of dad's success was my mom. So I'm, I'm basically growing up in the perfect uh, environment with two parents that love me, uh, dad who studied three hours a day to help other people. And in that study, he would share with the family that information. And dad always encouraged us. And this is what he said. He never put pressure on me or my sisters to be a salesperson or to be a speaker or anything. The only thing that dad said is, hey, whatever you do, 
do it with 100% integrity and 100% effort. And so that's how we were raised. And that didn't, you know, I can't think of a better way to just kind of step into the world than that. But I will tell you this, uh, I faced a pretty big challenge on the inside when it was time for me to go out and start speaking because I'm kind of an, uh, one of my friends called me an intellectual engineer, which is a really cool sounding word for nerd. Um, I didn't want to speak. I didn't feel like I had much to say. I was uncomfortable. And when I dug into it, I thought, golly, they're going to compare me to Zig Ziglar. I could never be Zig Ziglar. And then I realized, wait a second, that's something that my father never put on me. That's something that I put on myself. And I came to the realization that what people wanted to hear and to see in me was the best version of me possible. And that put a lot of responsibility to develop myself, but it took a lot of the pressure off of trying to be somebody I'm not. And I know that you know this because I know you work with a lot of business owners, especially uh, businesses that have family involved. It is hard for the successor or the kids or an in-law to come into the business when the founder of that business, they may not be a celebrity on the national stage like dad is, but the founder of the business has a certain way of doing things. They were very innovative and creative in how they built it. Uh, but the kids and grandkids and in-laws and other family, they don't have that same skill set. And so there's a mistake that's often made that says, you know what, I need to adapt who I am to this situation rather than to step back. And this is what dad did with us is he said, you know what, what's the talent you bring to the table and how can we develop you so that you can take our business to where it's never gone before? Because only you can use your own talent. And if you try to do what I did, it's not going to work out. So I had to learn that lesson myself, uh, even though I'd heard it, I had to dig in deep and, and figure it out. And that's an encouragement I want to give to everybody who's, who's working in a family business uh, that has a strong founder is focus on what your gifts and talents are and start from there. And, you know, Tom, last night, I always like to do some research before I do a podcast. And to be honest with you, I'll tell you the research I did last night is I watched the video of your dad doing, you know, about born to win. And when you look at it, you look at it and, you know, you could, some people say, well, Tom Ziegler was born to do this. He wasn't. You did it on your own. But I want to address a specific challenge here that many people are facing today. Okay. And that is when you're entering into this and Tom, you've kind of been through this. So, and I've been through this and Cheryl's been through this, which is how do you face the challenge? of your aging parents. Because in this world today, people are living longer. We have dementia, which is loss of our brain cells. It's nothing bad, it's just the way life is and it's the way we're dealt. And it's a lot better than the choice is because there's either a choice you age or you don't, you know, or you don't get that opportunity. But what would be your advice to someone who is facing that challenge of their parents are getting elderly and perhaps the parents can't make their own decisions anymore. If you were coaching someone, 
what would you tell them or if they came to you advice and they're facing their parents in their elder years? And it's kind of like the situation we went through with my parents and where Cheryl shined like you wouldn't believe. So what what was your advice, Tom? You bet. Uh, well, first off, um, just, to, just to let everybody know, when dad was uh, 80 years old, he had a fall down the stairs and he had a brain injury that took away a short-term memory. And then over time, like over the next year and a half, two years, uh, it became clear that he also had Alzheimer's. And so we were, we were dealt a, a pretty tough hand um, that many people, you know, it's, it's kind of like you said, we hope to live long enough to deal with some of these issues. If you, if you leave early, uh, that means that, you know, we don't get to be around you. We don't get to have you in our family. And so the first thing that I would say is go out and get help. Uh, there are groups and different places that deal with this all the time and they can take the pressure off. They can make you understand that you're not the only one going through this. They can give you so many tips and ideas. And I'll tell you one thing is, uh, and this was kind of um, something that we learned. And that is, is that everything becomes emotional rather than factual. Uh, and so what I mean by that is I'll just give you an instance. We would mom and dad moved into their new place at the legacy. And, and of course, dad's memory was short and he was dealing with a little bit of Alzheimer's. His attitude was great. He was happy. And we'd be sitting there in the living room and dad would say, well, it's time to go home. And of course he was already home, but because of his memory, it looked more like a hotel room to him than where he'd spent the last 30 years of his life. So the mistake you can make in something like that is you can try to convince them that you're not home. I mean, that th this is your home. But instead, what we learned was, is we would just roll with it and we'd say, okay, dad, well, why don't you go to the restroom and then we'll leave? Well, he'd go in and come back out and we'd say, sit home, sit down. It's almost time to go to bed. And the whole thing just resolved. And the, and the lesson of this is when you're in this situation, you've got such precious time and the sweetest moments of your relationship will happen in the moments of clarity that are going on in this time. And so you really want to set the stage to emotionally support those you love. Out of that, we were able then to get mom help. Uh, many times caregivers will actually pass away before the person who's got the problem because the caregiver is the one who carries all the stress. They're the ones who are constantly worrying. So you get hope, you, you, you understand the caregiver, the primary caregiver needs support and you take some load off of, of them. You count every day as precious and you realize it's about the emotions. So we had so much fun with dad, um, keeping him happy. If he wanted ice cream at two o'clock in the morning, we were eating ice cream at two o'clock in the morning. You know, Cheryl, and I'm, you know, I know this is uh, difficult, but you were a person who didn't have your parents into their elderly years. Yet I did, and you helped me through some very difficult times. So you wrote a book, I'm glad I did, and it's about your dad. And it was about when 
he was in the hospital. So what would you tell someone who's facing this from the aspect of a person who didn't have the opportunity that Tom and I did, but you did share that with me with my parents? What does Cheryl add into this to give people strength? Well, the thing that I can say is I had, I'm going to start and throw one quick one in, that I spent some weeks with my dad after his neurosurgery that were much like the dementia that Tom went through. Dad that had no short-term memory. And yes, the thing that you do, you diffuse it. Don't argue with it. If they won't, I mean, if you... I used to stand in the middle of my dad's bed up above him, hammering and putting sheetrock up. If that, were, if that was what took it to make him happy, that's what we did. And that's what you do. Now, yeah, mine passed early, but I was able then to take care of yours. And as being the outsider on the inside, you have a lot of emotion, but probably not as much as the child of the person. Now, I had, I just happened to have a whole bunch of them at one time because when we were doing it, I had all four of your parents and an aunt and an uncle. So trying to do it all, you're kind of like a puppeteer. So you just have to kind of spread your time around. And we had a, a mass of diseases, um, diabetes, dementia. Actually, your stepmother went all the way into Alzheimer's. So what I would tell people is you take one day at a time, and I think Tom can verify this, you can't plan weeks in ahead. You plan for the moment and the next moment, and that's about as far as you can go with this. So Tom, you've known Cheryl very well, and you you know thoughts of hers because I know she's shared them with them, and I'm really thankful that she's able to do this. What would you say to someone who possibly didn't have this opportunity. Maybe their parents have left this world and there's things that were left unsaid. Um, what would you do to give this person strength, Tom? <laughs> well, I tell you, it's the, the first thing is you've got to recognize that whatever the circumstances are in your life, uh, whether you've made bad decisions and suffered the consequence or whether you're totally blameless and things happen to you because let's face it, life is not fair. Uh, people who mean well or try to do the best they can, they end up hurting those they love. Whatever that situation or circumstance is, just know that that's also created in you an awareness and a strength that you don't realize you have. And one of the things that I do and I practice uh, every day, and I recommend this to everybody, is a good friend of mine wrote a book called Two Chairs. And the two chairs message and book is really simple. It's about getting two chairs first thing in the morning, one for you, one for God, and you just have a quiet time. Now, this is different than, than you hear a, a lot of people talk about. This isn't really like a traditional devotional or prayer time. <laughs> this is where you sit there and you ask God three questions. God, do you know the situation? And of course he does. Number two, are you big enough to handle it? Well, he's God, so of course he is. And the third one is, what's the plan? 
And I can't tell you the comfort and the answers that you get when you just listen, when you just sit down and listen. And so for anybody who's going through this or uh, has come out of a tough circumstance where you maybe, you know, I know people who go through this, they don't have a support group around them. You can still find and reach out and find a support group and you can definitely spend that time. Uh, that, that two chairs book is powerful and it doesn't have anything to do with how to take care of your parents but it has everything to do with building a relationship with the creator who knows your situation. And when you have that perspective, uh, there's something about the cares of the world just coming into perspective and, 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 and not melting away, but getting into a place where you can go the next day, where you can support and love on and appreciate the time that you do have. So that's that's my advice. I, I wish it was more complicated and, and harder to do, but really it's as simple as those three questions. Tom, uh, I believe I know who the author is, but would you say who the author is? Yes, uh, Bob Bodine okay. is the author. Let me inject this. I thought that was Bob Bodine that you were talking about because I want to also add this. Bob Bodine... I was, I was able to watch Boudin speak at one of your small business conferences that I attended. Bob Boudin has a unique ability to speak to a large group of people. And I was told this by my friend, Ken Warren, who's also been through your Lexi training. He said, when Bob Boudin speaks, you're going to think he's talking directly to you in everything he says. And then I also saw earlier this week, I believe you're doing legacy training or certification there this week. And I really appreciate you taking the time out to do this. But I saw that David was actually teaching part of your certification based on the two chairs. Tell me, I mean, is that part of the legacy training your people go through? Yeah, so what we've done is we've uh, we've got our Ziegler legacy certification and we have our core courses that we certify people uh, and really, we're, we're Jerry, we're, we're starting to call people difference makers now. That was a term that dad used. And if you feel called in any way to be a difference maker, then we come alongside you and equip you with materials that you can take back. Some people, they want to go coach and train and make a business out of it. But most people, what they want to do is they want to take it back to their company or their family or their community and just be a blessing to others. So we came alongside, we've, I've known Bob for oh, four or five, six years now. And I said, Bob, we need to take your two books, The Power of Who and Two Chairs, and make them into facilitator-led classes. And so this week on Tuesday and Wednesday, that's what we did. So uh, David Wright wrote the program for two chairs that's facilitator led and we've now got about 15 of our of our trainers certified to go and teach that and it was probably the most amazing two-day class i've ever been a part of it was incredible as you heard all the people in the class talking about their experiences with two chairs so and here's the reality we don't know the answers but the one who created us does. 
why don't we just go ask him a few questions and then listen? It's, it's an, as I can't explain it, it's an amazing thing. I understand. So Cheryl, is the two chairs something that you're familiar with? I have read the book and I am going to eventually get there and take the training for the two chairs because it is amazing. And you just, you never know where your path will go. And this is somewhere that can lead you in a direction that you just, you can't imagine. I think Tom will back me on this. There is so much value in this one. I've got, like I say, I know Bob and I know where he was going with it. And the book, just reading the book was great, but not enough. So yeah, I'm looking forward to becoming one of these people also. But as Tom said earlier, a lot of this I did for me. I, what, I mean, profit would be a good thing, but a lot of it's just for me. I think even you would have to say, Jerry, that I've changed a lot just since I started studying under Tom's people. Well, it is. And Tom, that's the whole thing. I've been able to watch her grow as a speaker, okay? And, you know, one time she told me, you know, it's kind of like when she's on the stage with me. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time, and okay, and I pretty well don't get stumped for words. So I hope they're all valuable, but you know, I can pretty well rock it when it's time. And I'm going to give you that comment because this is what I find, Tom, you know, in dealing with people, and you mentioned David a while ago, I actually sat through a two-day class with him uh, at a book writing conference that Michelle Prince put on, who's also involved with you. I had dinner recently with Philip Hatfield, who was, he was extremely close to your dad, uh, told me some things, and that was a, you know, Tom, very seldom do I go to dinner with someone, and it impresses me as it did when I had dinner with Philip Hatfield. He was here in Charlotte, and I just said, no, I said, Cheryl, touch base with Philip. I'd love to have dinner with him, and we met at a little Mexican restaurant. But this is what I see from Tom Ziegler and the Ziegler family. And that goes for all of you. That's your sisters. That's everybody I've ever met. And it is like, y'all, yeah, we're in this to make a living. Let's, let's, don't, let's don't beat around the bush. This is how you make a living. I make a living coaching. Um, but at the same time, there's more to it than that. I think we are very lucky. I think we are, I'm going to use your word, I think we're blessed that we have the abilities to not only share our thoughts, but to change people's life. I mean, that's that's like my thing. Somebody, you know, I'll talk to somebody. And it's like, you know, I have an opportunity to help someone in business. And in my mind, this is this, and, I, and I'm asking if this is you. I look at this person as a person that will go onto my trophy wall, as a person who is living their dreams based on my feelings. Do you ever get it? Do you feel that way, Tom? I, I tell you, you know, um, I, this is an interesting, you know, my nerd brain goes off on this. Um, I'm, I study uh, Hebrew, not to speak it or read it, but just to understand the meaning of the word. And one of the things I learned in Hebrew is the language, it'll be like, uh, the language is constructed where it'll be noun adjective. So it'll say ball red. And of course in English, it's adjective noun, it's red ball. 
And so the thought hit me that in, I call it God's language uh, in Hebrew, he sees the person first, and then he sees the condition or the behavior. And it's like our whole culture today and in the, the stuff that you see in politics and in social media, it's almost like everybody sees the condition or the behavior of the person first, and then they're a human being. And so whenever I meet people, and, and I, I said it's exactly the same way, it's like I try to look at the heart of this person as a human being first, and then we deal with the conditions or the behaviors or the issues, but they're a person first. And so one of the things that we teach uh, and one of the things that's taught in two chairs is first you, uh, you, there's a need and then you bring the love. And when you do those two things, you can pretty much connect with somebody, build a relationship and then help them come to that next level, where, whatever that is for them in their life. And that's why I love what we do. Uh, quickly, Success is having more of the good things that life has to offer. Significance is when you help someone else be, do, or have more than they thought possible. And legacy is when you teach and transfer the wisdom and the habits of character and integrity that'll ripple through eternity. And when you make legacy your goal, then success and significance are just part of that goal. It just They just occur. But it really starts with that unconditional love and that desire to understand somebody's need and help them find a solution for that. Okay, Tom, I'm going to kind of change the course here, but I want to I want to say one thing about the legacy. I recently started doing online live stream training, Tom, and but I also do this in recorded. And to be honest with you, one of my reasons in the recorded version, because sometimes I sell them and sometimes I give them away, but I wanted, you know, I'm getting, I'm in my sixties. There's going to come a day that I may be lucky enough to age and go through the things that we, we went through with our parents. Maybe I won't, but that's something of a legacy that I want to leave with other people that maybe there's something, hopefully, of value that will outlive me. Does that make sense to you, Tom? <laughs> Absolutely, and you've already hit on the number one key of legacy, and that is this. We're all going to leave a legacy. The question is, was it by design or by chance? And so when you start to create things and do things with the intention of leaving a legacy, of leaving, a, I call them markers or signposts to our family, our friends, the people we work with and do life with. When we start doing that intentionally, it changes the way we actually live life. It changes the way we prepare. And then we elevate, and it's hard to explain, but you know, we've had a, a nice, uh, a couple of nice, uh, customers come through and they bought all of our books. And I said, do you have kids? And they go, yeah, I've got kids, you know, one, seven, one's nine. And I said, look, when you, when you're reading this book and you're thinking about what the book is saying, I want you to think about your kids and I want you to write a note right there. Oh, you know, 
Liz, this is you. This is a character quality that you have. I'm so proud of you. Even if they're only seven years old, can you imagine what's going to happen 10, 20, 30 years down the road when they pull out that book and they see their words from their mom and their dad? That's intentional. And so you're right on the mark. I mean, it, you're, you're ability to impact is going to go exponentially higher because you're living on such a higher plane. Legacy is about doing things that ripple through eternity. Tom, I got one more question for you. I know it's a busy week there for you, so I'm not going to withhold you any longer, but I have one more question I want you to answer for me because again, I think that you're a person that could really have an impact on people. And this is, I want you to look at your child for a minute, because a lot of people own a business, and I think that part of the legacy in their mind is to build a business that the child, the son, the daughter, whatever, will take over and go with one day. But one of the things that I found out is the son or the daughter has to, and I call it this way, they got to want to do this. They really got to want to do this. They shouldn't do it just because mom and dad thinks they ought to do it. It's kind of like the kid that uh, his dad's convinced he's going to be the next quarter, star quarterback in the NFL or hockey or whatever it is. What would be your advice to this parent that's building a business that has a young son? Maybe they're in kindergarten. How do they get this in their mind that the son or the daughter has to want to? Yeah, that's a that is a great um, that's a great question. You know, for me, Dad had this. He he told me and he told my sisters this, and he he told us this. Gosh, fifteen years ago, maybe twenty years ago, and he he looked at me, and I was the president of the company at the time, and he said, "Son, you'll never know real freedom until I'm gone." And he was referring to the business. And I didn't know what he meant, uh, but what he was really telling me is he knew flat out that I was operating the business in a way that acknowledged and supported him. And he also knew that until I felt the pressure in the trial without any of his influence for the future, that I really wouldn't get to experience the up and down side of that, which is the freedom to go in a new direction or to make a mistake. And so for our kids, uh, my daughter's 23, just graduated from uh, college. Uh, she's now working for Howard Partridge, our business partner, which is an awesome thing. And there's nothing more than I would love to see than her to come in and take over this business. Well, actually there is. The one, the number one thing I want for her is this. I want her to live out her life to the fullest potential that God has created her to do. And so when I think of my daughter, Alexandra, I think of somebody with incredible potential. And I want her to know that she has a place here. But more than that, I want her to know that I'm 100% behind whatever it is that she wants to do and what her gift is. And so you're right. The want to has to come from the child. So my responsibility 
is to create the environment that will allow her to flourish. Tom, you're a wise man. You're a very educated man. You've been influenced by some of the greatest in the world. Um, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, but when I went through sales certification with Jeffrey Gittimer, Jeffrey Gittimer shared that he had actually came to Dallas and went to your father's Sunday school class. And that he said, if you can imagine this, a Jewish man going to a Christian Sunday school class. But he also shared what he learned from your dad that day. So that that's the thing there. So I'm going to ask you, Tom, we're going to end this in a minute. What words of advice would you give people? This is a challenging world that we live in today. Every time we turn around, we are hit with tragedies and horror and terror that has never existed, it seems like, in this world. I'm talking to you today on the day that my, our grandchildren were evacuated from a high school because of a bomb threat earlier this morning that all nine high schools, they had to evacuate them all. So sometimes it's hard to have the strength. Sometimes it's hard to be nice. Sometimes it's hard to be friendly. Sometimes it's hard to trust your fellow man. From Tom Ziegler, what would be your advice to this person? And I would also like for you to share with this group two things. What book of every book that's ever been written by a person, not the Bible, but what book and inspirational books do you recommend that people live, that people read? It could be your dad's. It could be anyone else's. But tell me where Tom Ziegler would go and tell people to get the strength, to get the wisdom, to have, to have the courage to move through life. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you three books. Um, here's the thing. Uh, well, you've already heard one of them, which is Bob Bodine's Two Chairs. Because the reality is, is man, we don't, we don't have an answer for this world. It's, it's, a, it's a spiritual problem. When you see the things that go on, it's beyond comprehension. And so since we, you know, it's, it's above our pay grade. So what we got to have is a relationship with the creator. Two of my dad's books that I love of how to live life are See You at the Top and Born to Win, his first book and his last book. And I'm currently writing a book right now uh, that's called Live to Win. And the subtitle is It's a Choice. And the reason that It's a Choice is there is because I think we've all got to look in the mirror and realize things we don't understand beyond our control are going to happen to us. And how we respond or react is a choice. And when that moment of time comes, what we have to have done is to prepare in advance for this. And the number one lesson that dad taught me is this. You are what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. And you can change what you are and you can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. So the number one choice that we can do is we can change the input into our mind. We can replace the lies and the garbage of the world with truth and wisdom and things that build us up rather than tear us down. So it's not, is that going to happen? You know, will that happen to me or could that happen to me? It's when it happens to me. And the only way 
to know that you're going to be ready is to prepare in advance for that. That's what I saw dad do. And that's the advice I give to everyone else. So Cheryl, before I end this show, I want you to end it with why people like Tom Ziegler are the people that inspire you. Yeah. We listen to a lot of people. We do. Uh, you and I, you, you know, we use different people and everyone brings a strength to us. But today it's about Tom and it's about Ziegler and it's about the things you have learned of value. So give me your closing thoughts and maybe something you've even picked up in a gold nugget today in our conversation. Wow, that's a lot. The thing that I draw off Tom and why that organization is so important to me is that it teaches and stands for the values that I carry, my core values. And they teach you to be a better person, a better human, and then take that and create and help others become the best they can be. Yes, that's not just a title, the best you can be. That's where I strive to lead people and I feel like Tom and his family have me by the hand when I do this. And so a lot of people can teach me how to stand on the stage like they did. They can teach me to bark at people. They can teach me to do other things. But he has my core values within himself also. And that is how I relate to them more than any other way. And it's really nice knowing that there's a, a group, a person that can lift you up and take you one step farther, not in business, but in humanity. And with that, that is what I have enjoyed with this association. Tom, did you have any idea when we started this that you were going to get a phenomenal testimonial for Tom Ziegler <laughs> today? I'm just blown away. So, yeah, so I tell people that our greatest uh, our greatest blessing is the people we get to do life with. And so having you two in our life, that is a blessing to us, knowing that you're carrying on the wisdom and touching people that only you can reach. I mean, we, we don't know who you know. We can't reach them the way you can. And so knowing that you're doing what you're doing, that's just, that's the blessing to us. So thank you so much for having me on and Tom, one more go ahead, if I may. yeah they say that you are the people that you're around i am so blessed to have been around you thank you tom oh, thank you so yesterday i heard a podcast done friends of mine at blue collar the blue collar proud show had a very good mentor of mine on yesterday by the name of john, of, uh, john meredith and john made a statement and it was about leadership. And John shared one of the most profound quotes. In fact, Tom, if you had a chance, look on my Facebook page because I actually posted it with a picture of John. But what it was, he said, true leadership means that you lead to where it is always a win-win for everyone. Just that short quote, Tom. And that, that was perfect. probably one of the most profound quotes 
because like I said, I'm certified by Maxwell as a leadership coach. And here is a guy that inspired me. And Tom, and Tom, if you read in my book of Chaos to Reinvention, you'll see where I've mentioned John because he was a gold nugget to me in 2010 in my challenges. So this show today, usually I talk about how to build your business. And in a way, this is about how to build your business. Because if you're not happy in life, you can't be successful. I recently did a, or I did a thing on Facebook that said, if, you're, if your business is not bringing you satisfaction, is it really a failure? And I honestly believe that because we're in business to achieve things, to do things, to change lives or whatever. So yeah, we've strayed a little bit today. But again, my hope in this show is to help someone face their challenges in life. And with great people like I've had and will have in the future, we're going to continue to do that. That's our mission. We set out to do this all the time. And having great guests like Tom Ziegler that I've had, I've met one time in my life. I've had lunch with him. Great experience. But the other side is I've seen the results of what this guy's done with the lady. So this is Jerry Eisenhower. This is the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network. We produce this show every week. It is sponsored by my company, CBC Coaching. But our goal, our mission, everything we do, we want you to be able to take those business dreams that you've had, that you had the day that you started your business, and turn them into your business realities. But the reason we want you to be able to do that is to live the life that you want to live and to live the personal dreams that you have. My name's Jerry Eisenhower. Please tune us in next week. Got more special guests coming up after this. We've got an all-star lineup coming on. So if this show has been helpful to you, give us a review. Share us out there on Facebook or whatever. And with that, we're out of here, and I look forward to talking to you next week. And again, so you'll know before I end, I want every listener to know it is an honor. It's a privilege. Thank you. Thanks for joining us here each week at the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network, sponsored by CBC Coaching, providing you the coaching and educational outreach services you need to move to your dream destination in business and in life.